time flies. And people always said that the older you get, the faster it goes. And I did not understand it. I did not even believe it. Time is time. But it definitely seems to be the case. It goes by very quickly. Now, hold your Bible, your place here in James. Go to Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29, and look with me at verse number 18. Proverbs 29, verse 18. The Bible says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. That word vision, it's something that we all know. It's something we talk about around here, especially January and leading up to January. Vision. But what is vision? Vision uh, is a goal. These are plans, destinations. And we know that vision is needed for anything to be successful. For anything to grow, there has to be vision. Uh, the business owner has to have vision uh, for his business. Uh, the uh, leader has to have vision for the organization uh, that they lead, pastors uh, for churches. But even parents for their family. Where there is no vision, the people perish. That principle goes a lot deeper than just us thinking about an organization. And it's not even just for a family unit individually. We need to have vision. We need to have some vision for our own life. Vision for a life, its purpose, its mission. Vision for the potential that our life could accomplish. Because life is short. And if we're going to accomplish something with it, we better be after it. Because before long, we'll be looking back at a life that has already been spent, lived. We spend our time. The most precious commodity that we have is our time. That time sums up our life. And so uh, go to Revelation chapter 4, familiar passage, Revelation chapter 4. We will get back to James uh, but Revelation chapter 4, verse number 11. Revelation 4, verse number 11. The Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. We were created for God's pleasure. For God's pleasure. We weren't created for our own pleasure. Though that is a benefit, in our pleasing God, we can be pleased as well. We can enjoy the opportunities that we have. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. 
So we are here for the glory of God. To bring God glory. For the next few weeks on Sunday nights, I'm going to speak to you on a, a, a series, Own the Vision. Own the vision. Grab a hold of a vision for your life. Not just for the ministry, though that that is encompassing, but for your life. We all want to be fulfilled. We all want to be able to finish the race that we have run. We want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen? So own the vision. Have a vision for your life. He said, well, pastor, for the bills back there, he's thinking, I'm old. (laughs) Just teasing with him. Uh, But the reality is, no matter where we are in this season of, of our life, we still have life. And we still have opportunities. And we still have something that we can do that will bring glory to God. If there wasn't anything we could do to bring glory to God, I believe He would take us home. If God was done with us, we would no longer be breathing. He would take us home. But He has not taken us home because He has a plan. And we have a purpose in our life. So I want to own the vision. Now, with that, we're in stewardship month. And so we're going to be looking at different aspects of how I can own the vision in my life, my service for the Savior, my efforts to glorify God. And so uh, own the vision, the stewardship of time. Stewardship of time. So tonight we are going to talk about what we are doing with the time God has given us, because we don't know what shall be on the morrow. I only have right now. That I only have right now. I better be purposeful with my right now. And so, uh, the stewardship of time. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight and uh, help all of us to just uh, look into our own soul. May the Spirit of God uh, stir us. I pray that uh, we would we would sense a a, a purpose uh, for what you have called us to do. And Lord, every one of us uh, has a calling. We are called to be saints. We are called to glorify you. And so uh, as we live our life, I pray that uh, we would be a good steward of the time that you have given to us so we can glorify you with the life that we have. For Christ's sake, I pray. Amen. So here, uh, with this uh, vision, 
uh, having vision for our life. So go back to James chapter number four, and we'll go back through these verses. And I want you to think about now as we read these verses, thinking about the brevity of time, thinking about the life that we have. We are not promised a tomorrow. So what am I going to do right now? What am I going to do with my energy, with the, the breath that I have? What am I going to do with the opportunities that God gives to me so I can bring glory to him? Because uh, I, need to, I need to make sure that I am not wasting my life. I don't want to waste it. Uh, we're, we're in stewardship month. Not only do we not want to waste our money, far beyond the value of not wasting money is not wasting our life. And we can spend our life with a lot of good things that when it comes to eternity, they're a waste. When we see the Lord, the things that we have given our life to, do they line up with the purpose of our existence. Now, a lot of what we talk about tonight is going to apply to all of us. But there are some things where you know specifically what God wants you to do in a certain area. But we don't want to waste the life God has given us. So let's look again, James 4, verse 13. Go to uh, now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there and buy and sell and get gain. Now, let's put this into a different thought. I'll serve the Lord next week. Well, I got a lot going on right now. I'll go soul winning Next month. Right? We, we can fill our life. We fill our life with what matters to us. We do. Our life is filled. We have prioritized what matters. And the things that really matter to us, we'll move mountains to make sure we do it. And the things that don't matter to us, you know, if we get to them, fine. If not, no big deal. So here, he says, go to now ye that say today or tomorrow and we will... And you can, this is going in, this is a financial endeavor. Uh, we're going to go somewhere, such a city, continue their year, buy, sell, get gain. Uh, but here there is this idea that I have a tomorrow. We don't have a tomorrow. We're not promised a tomorrow. Uh, verse number uh, 17, he says, therefore, I'm sorry, verse uh, 14, he said, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. We don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. We don't know whether we're going to have a tomorrow. And if we do not have a tomorrow, then I better use my today for what does matter. So, several things tonight. We are, number one, we are in the realm 
of time. We are in the realm of time. We can't, until we die, we are stuck in the continuum of time. We are, we are in this realm called time, and time is moving. And there is only so much time that we have. Uh, we are, time is, it is, it is consistent. It's 60 seconds in a minute and 60 minutes in an hour and 24 hours in a day and 168 hours in a week. And we all have the exact same amount of time. You know, you get around some people and they get a lot done. And you wonder, Man, how do they get so much thing, how many how do they get so much done in that amount of time? Well, it's not that we we use this phrase time management. You cannot manage time because you cannot control time. God is the only one that can control time. And, and so uh, we only have, uh, we are in a realm of time. We are all bound by time. Uh, number two, we cannot manage time. Time management, there's a, that's, a, that's a great phrase and a good selling point. But the reality is you can't manage time. You can only manage you. And the management of us is what helps us better use the time that we cannot manage. But we only have so much time. The Bible tells us that our days are numbered. Our days are numbered. We only have so many days. Now, God doesn't tell us how many days that that will be. Some live into their 80s and 90s. Some even make it across that century mark. Some don't get out of a crib. We are in a realm of time. So we can manage ourselves. So we can accomplish some things. But thirdly, our time is limited. Go to Psalm 90. Psalm 90, if you would. We're going to look at two verses here. Psalm 90. Look at verse number 12. Uh, when we talk about uh, a person's days and having three score and ten days, uh, this is where this, uh, that passage, this is the passage that they bring uh, that about. Uh, so Psalm 90, verse 12, the Bible tells us, Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. And then go back to verse 10. He says, The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength uh, labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Uh, he's just saying, uh, you, you have 70 years, you may have 80 years, but regardless of the time, the years, they're going to fly away. Uh, they are just a short uh, period of time. Jesus said in John 9, 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. What are, we, what are we revolving around? We're continuing to revolve around the reality that we have a limited amount of time. 
we have a limited amount of time. And that time is predetermined. God knows when our days are going to end. So what should I do in my life? I need to own that vision. I need to own the vision and I need to be a steward of the time that God has given me so I can fulfill the vision of my life. Uh, We want to fulfill the purpose of our existence, then we better take ownership of it. We better grab a hold of it and say, okay, I am going to see my Savior. I am going to stand before Him. So because of that, I need to make sure that I am not wasting the life that He has given me. We want to be the stewards that we're supposed to be. But part of that stewardship is our time, the life that God has given us. So I want you to see several things about owning the vision in the stewardship of time. Live number one, with eternity in mind. Live with eternity in mind. You've heard me say that before in different messages. We need to live with eternity in mind. Why? Because it will keep us focused. It will help bring us back to the purpose of our existence. It helps reset us because we can all get a little bit off track. We can get focused on something over here and and then focused on something over here and really lose the center or the reason for my being, for my existence. Uh, And with that, uh, we need to to grab a hold of that. Uh, Recently, a a pastor had uh, had made a a comment uh, and he had had stated that he had lost his center. And he was being very transparent. And what he was saying was, uh, I I have been all over the place. And, And with that, I had to reset where I was at. And you know, in our life, we all have to do that. We've got to uh, to to own the vision. We need we need to make sure that we are living with eternity uh, in view. Uh, so uh, James said, "Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away, uh, because we know that we will all stand before God." We're all going to stand before God. You know, students in the school, they're going to school, they they get to the end of the quarter. You know what? At the end of the quarter, it's too late to care about your grades. It is. They should have cared about the, the grades earlier. And then sometimes students will get upset or even parents will get upset over a grade. And the reality was we should have not been happy with the grades that led up to that bad grade, but we were okay with it then. And we think that we can expect a difference now. Uh, When we see the Savior, uh, it doesn't matter what we thought was important that day. What is going to matter is what God put us here for. And we are going to stand before him. 2 Corinthians 5.10 For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done whether it be good or bad. Uh, there is a day of reckoning coming. 
And that good or bad is based on what we are doing with our life. Not based on what we are thinking about our life. Not based on what our intentions are. Not based on what our motives are. God's looking at it and saying, what, what have you done with your life? The steward is going to have to give account to the owner of those resources. The one that numbers our days. The one that gives us breath. He is the one that has the right to hold us accountable for our life. And so we need to be a steward of that. We need to be a steward. We need to live with eternity in mind. We need to live on purpose. Live on purpose. Every day, we need to live on purpose. You know, there there are a lot of people that are just floating through life. They're floating through life. There are a lot of Christians that are just floating through life. They're not getting involved in sin. They're not living wicked lifestyles. They are good moral people, but they're doing nothing for the kingdom. That is not what our purpose is. We are here to glorify God. We were created for His good pleasure. So with that then, I've got to stop and look at my life. And I've got to look at my days and say, okay, what am I doing that falls in line uh, with uh, the mission, the vision uh, that God has for my life? Because I'll promise you, God has a plan. He has a plan for your life. Uh, that means that uh, he knows where you are, uh, were yesterday. He knows where you are today. He knows where he wants you to be tomorrow. And so with that, we need to live on purpose. Be an active participant in this thing called life. Parents, we need to be teaching our kids that. We need to be teaching them to be to be moving forward to accomplishing uh, the things that God has given us to do, not just to float through life and uh, and just expect everything to come to us because it's not going to happen. Uh, God has given us opportunities. Don't miss them because we're expecting everything to come to us. Go after those opportunities. Grab a hold of them. See the opportunities and say, well, I don't know that I'm ready for it. Well, then prepare for it so you can be ready. Uh, So be purposeful. Spend your life, spend your time on what will matter. Uh, That that, uh, time, we are all given 168 hours in a week. Uh, We are are talking, of course, about stewardship. And in stewardship, of course, there's tithing. Well, what about the tithe of our time? What What are we doing with our time. Now, if we were going to do 10% of our time, that's a 168 hours, so that's just a hair under 17 hours would be a tithe. Okay? Well, let's see here. So if you're in Sunday school, there's an hour in Sunday school. And then Sunday morning, an hour, hour and a half, 
two, no, uh, hour and a half, and uh, Sunday night, hour, hour and a half. Uh, so we'll do an hour and a half Sunday morning, hour and a half Sunday night, uh, Wednesday night, an hour. So that's basically, there's five hours right there, and that's not counting any drive time. I understand that. Some of you uh, have a little bit farther to drive, and uh, that would be added in, uh, in that time that's been consecrated to the Lord. Uh, maybe you, uh, Saturday outreach, and uh, from 10 to 12, you've dedicated that time to the Lord. So there's another two hours that's tied up. So that puts us at about 17 hour, uh, seven hours. Then if you have uh, your Bible reading and devotions and prayer time, and you spend an hour a day, that means there's another seven hours there. So now we're at 14 hours out of the week. Uh, and then there's other opportunities, jail ministry, care home, fellowship, uh, uh, maybe uh, teach, spending time teaching your children, uh, mentoring them uh, in the things of God, uh, soul winning, canvassing, visiting, uh, whatever it is. Uh, but what we find is if you were to uh, sort of spell your life out and, and look at how much time uh, is dedicated to God, what would that look like? Maybe we'd have to back out some of these areas. Maybe we're not reading our Bible and praying and having devotions. So those hours, they're not there. So if that was gone, well, that, that takes seven hours right out of that equation. And so what are we using our time for. If my existence is to bring glory to God, then I have got to have things in my existence that glorify God. That means I, I better have some ingredients that are going to bring about that end. So what are the things that I know glorify God? Well, spending time with him is going to glorify him. And praising it, reading your Bible and praying and, and having a relationship with God, that is, that is going to be glorifying to God. But we know that glorifying God, being a soul winner, that glorifies God. Telling people about Christ, that's what glorifies God. Uh, sharing the good news of the gospel singing praises to his name that glorifies God that's why when it comes time to singing in church put your phone down and sing it's, it's amazing how disconnected we become about the praise of God I mean the special music was going on I was watching and it was Unfortunately, to some, it appears that it was more of, well, I've heard that song before. What do you think about the Bible? Because it hasn't changed. It's the same. If I can't get excited about truth just because it's old, I'm, I'm going to have to toss this. We, we need to be praising the Lord. We need to be glorifying God. We need to be living uh, for Him on purpose and spending the life that God has given us uh, in such a way that we are glorifying Him. When our focus is on Him, uh, it is going to change who we are. It'll change us. Why? Because of the direction 
Because we're coming into His presence. So we want to glorify Him. Whether therefore you eat or drink, God's saying, listen, we should be trying to glorify God with everything that we do. From the menial tasks in life, we need to be glorifying God. We need to be praising Him for His provision. We need to be glorifying Him uh, for all that He has done. Uh, we we're uh, just uh, standing in the foyer, uh, and the Franklins were walking in, and I glanced out and I saw just the reflection of the setting sun on the cloud over here in the east, and uh, I walked out and said, wow, look at those clouds, uh, and, and you know, it's just, what it was, it's just glorifying, we just need to be glorifying God. I mean, God is so good, He is worthy of our praise, and it should not be it should not be awkward for us to praise God. It should not be awkward for us to honor Him. We should be glorifying Him. Why? Because that's part of the mission. We need to own that vision. It needs to be something that drives us. It needs to be something that we grab a hold of and realize, uh, one day I'm going to see my Savior. And, and when I see Him, I don't want it to be the only interaction I've had. I don't want it to be a used-to relationship. I want it to be an active relationship. And I'm not saying tonight that we need to keep track of our time like it's a tithe. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is we need to be a good steward of the time God's given us. We need to use those hours. We need to use those moments. We need to figure out, am I spending my time on things that are not glorifying God? We, we live in a world that is so materialistic. We live in a culture that is so self-centered that everything just revolves around us. And as Christians, we need to flip that, that everything revolves around God. You know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, Church people, you guys are always down there. Maybe you've had some family members say that to you. Man, can't you just miss one? You know, it's the focus for us needs to be, my life is given to me to glorify God. And I want to use my life. I want to spend my life. I want to be a steward of the life that, the, that God has given to us. Uh, so uh, guarding our time then, we need to make sure that we are not allowing our time to be wasted. And there are a lot of things that can waste our time. Uh, how much time can we waste on social media? Oh my. Crazy. I'll wake up in the morning and I pull up the news and I start running through the news. I can soak so much time up just checking on what's going on in the world around us. I can care less what's going on on Facebook, so I'm good there. But, uh, uh, but the reality is we can, get, we can get soaked up, sucked up in social media. We can, get, we can get sucked into so many things that just drain our time from us, and then we don't have time for that which really does matter. I didn't have time to pray, but I had time for Facebook. I, did, I, had time for, I had time for the news, or I had time for whatever, YouTube videos. 
We don't have time to go soul hunting, but we have time for all those things that don't matter. And we wonder. We wonder. Am I going to hear those words? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Am I going to be that steward that is glorifying God? And we all need downtime. And there's nothing wrong with having some downtime. We've got to, we've got to have that. And there, there needs to be recreation in our life. And there needs to be family time. And that is, that is all fine. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. You should be able to glorify God with your family. You should be able to glorify God uh, as you, uh, even, even as you're exercising. We've got, we've got some people that are focused on exercising. Uh, I wish they could exercise for me. Uh, and, uh, uh, but uh, the reality is, but you could be glorifying God. That, should be, that could be a great prayer time. That could be a time to memorize scripture. It could be a time uh, as you're, you're doing, it can be used. That time can be uh, used to glorify God. Uh, we just need to realize that our life is just a vapor. And it appears for a little time and then it vanishes away. So we better spend it for what matters. We need to be that steward. We're going to blink all of a sudden, we're going to be 87 years old. I don't think I'm going to make it. But we're going to blink, and all of a sudden, we're going to be old. Some of you have already blinked a couple times. And so, life is passing. Let's use it. Let's take those opportunities. Let's be a good steward. Not just of our resources. We need to be a good steward of our resources, Let's be a good steward of our time. We used to have time for serving God. What happened? Used to have time to work in a care home, work on a bus route, go soul winning. We don't have time anymore. It's not that you have less time. It's just we have filled that time with something else. So what are we doing with our life is glorifying God. Ecclesiastes 11.9, the Bible says, Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thine heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. God's saying, okay, I've given you a free will. And you can use your life, you can spend your life you can choose to do things that God doesn't really want us to do. He gives us that freedom. But know for all these things will be brought into judgment. What is it? There is there's consequence for that. He says in Ecclesiastes 12, 1, Remember now thy creator in the, day, in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. And we just, we just need to spend our lives glorifying God and living for Him. And there are blessings in doing that. that is not like, it's not a sacrifice to live for the Lord. It's not a sacrifice to serve Him. It's not a sacrifice to try to glorify Him in whatever we're doing. We're not missing out on anything. 
And so, so with that, uh, not only do we need to be doing it, we need to be training that next generation. But that's what they need to be doing with their life. Why? So their life can be spent for what God has given them, them to do. Stewardship of time. Now, say, Pastor, what did you want to accomplish by this message? I want us all to just look at how we spend our week. I want us to honestly take inventory and say, what is on my plan? What am I purposefully doing to glorifying God? What am I purposefully working into my schedule that's going to honor Him? Now, you're here, you're here at church. Praise the Lord. But if we're at all the services, it's still a very short amount of time. So let's use that time. Let's be a steward of our time. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the, the opportunities that you give to us. And uh, Lord, we can't all do the same things, but we can all spend our day uh, and our life uh, in, in uh, ways to bring glory to you. And I pray that you'd help us uh, not just to uh, allow time to pass and our days to go by without being purposeful uh, about our stewardship and time. And so I pray that you'd help us uh, speak to hearts. Uh, may all of us be more purposeful in the life that you have given to us uh, as stewards. Uh, may we uh, truly take inventory. May we uh, assess and uh, make adjustments the way we need to in our own schedules. And so uh, help us, please, for Christ's sake we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. The